Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Prime Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Amatuli. I'd like to thank today's sponsor, Expo Dry Erase Windows. Leave a reminder for you or a family member wherever you are in the house or forget traditional paper and whiteboards and let your kids take it to the windows with Expo Dry Erase Windows. Our guest this morning is Bryce Jacob from JS Brown and Company located in Columbus, Ohio. Bryce, how's it going? Good, Mike. Thanks for having me on today. Awesome. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, can't wait to hear what, uh, what you have to tell us about the company. And, um, you know, Bryce and JS Brown also has a podcast. So um, we're going to dive right in. Bryce, how did, uh, how did you kind of get started with the company? Well, um, I've been in the industry for, uh, for quite a while. Um, I came from the healthcare industry. I used to operate retirement homes. And um, uh, so it's a, a little bit of a different twist. But um, I left that industry to get into remodeling because we, I was trying to help uh, senior citizens remain in their homes. Um, and we had to make modifications to their homes to get them to do that. Uh, primarily because most of the residents I had wanted to stay in their home, but their home couldn't accommodate their needs. So I just found alignment in this industry to, um, uh, you know, be able to remodel people's homes or modify them. So they didn't have to navigate stairs or the edge of a bathtub or whatever it might be to manage personal hygiene. So that, that's how I came to the industry. Okay, great. And uh, is there like a, out of the types of remodels that you guys do, do you have a favorite type of job that you enjoy working on? <laughs> you know, I, I'll be very honest with you. I love working on bathrooms. Uh, I know that might sound crazy, but um, there's, they're quick and easy uh, from my viewpoint. Um, there are some complexities with them, but they're very easy to comprehend and, and work with spatial configurations and redesigning. And they have a lot of challenge to them as well. Um, but, but for me, it's, it's easy to go in and just see it, have a different vision for what we can do in a bathroom. And they make such a huge change for how we live in our home because we start and end our day in that room. And, you know, you want to start with a good spirit and end the day relaxed. And that's a great room to do it in. Oh, no, I, I totally agree. I actually, um, I have a friend that they just, they just bought a new home, um, you know, first time home buyers and they had a bathroom on the first floor that just, you know, it, it looked great. They weren't going to touch it. And they like touched one tile and everything just came off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's an installation problem, huh? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I can understand, you know, like everything that goes into a bathroom and every, all the, you need all the right pieces for that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I also, you know, if you guys check out the, the JS Brown website, we'll, we'll include it when we post on social media. But um, one, of, one of my favorite projects that I saw you guys do was that Dublin basement. Like, that came out amazing. Mm, yeah, there's, uh, there's some really fantastic projects in there. Um, basements are an area that it's extra square footage in a home we can use for living space. And I, I always tell homeowners that they're the more challenging of rooms to design because you're designing from floor to ceiling. And, and that, that mm -hmm. sounds like you should do that in every room, but the ceiling of a basement is usually cobbled up with duct work and beams and mechanicals. And we've got to find a way to conceal those. So it doesn't look like Swiss cheese on the ceiling, but a logical ceiling plan. So we actually do more ceiling detail in basements than really any other room in, in the home. And those oh, areas are fantastic when they're finished. I'm, I'm in my basement right now having this conversation with you. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. That works. <laughs> so um, now that being said, do you uh, do you have like a, you know, a favorite tip or something that you usually refer to homeowners when speaking with them? 
Yeah, you know, I, I always tell homeowners, um, follow, follow your heart and follow what you want to do in your home. There's so much information out there that gets homeowners thinking they're supposed to design their home for the next potential home buyer uh, that they, they lose focus. And, uh, you know, they just say, well, someone told me we should do this or someone told me we should do this. And at the end of the day, if you're not going to use it or you're not going to enjoy it, then then don't do that. Do, do what you should do for for yourself and how you'll use it while you're living in your home because you're doing it to improve your quality of life, not not the next person's. The next person, we don't know who the next buyer will be. There certainly are things that you shouldn't do to your home, but they're, th those are few and far between and they're usually the lower hanging fruit things that are obvious. Um, but, uh, you know, th th just, just do, I always tell people, do what you, uh, your heart is telling you to do in the home and, and have someone who's going to follow that, that's going to help you design it and put it in play for you. You've got a good right. partner in that case. Okay. And now given that advice, you're mm -hmm. telling people to kind of like trust their heart and, you know, stick to what, what they're really interested in. Have you gotten any like weird requests for anything you've had to like build or add on? <laughs> <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> plenty i mean yeah you know we've had yeah we've had unique requests you know um actually i just had uh, today a conversation it's kind of ironic you'd ask that question because i had a woman today asking to put her laundry in her kitchen under her countertop and i can tell you that's probably something that i would not uh steer someone to do um it was a very unusual request that that someone has um, taking a laundry from the basement to a first floor, very, very common and very smart. You know, you don't want to navigate the stairs to, to uh, load and unload the washer dryer, but to put it in the kitchen where you compromise square footage of uh, cabinetry space, there's a trade-off. And sometimes the conversation is more, what are the trade-offs in making a decision like this? And are they worth the, the, the sacrifice. You're going to lose cabinetry storage space. If we put laundry, you're going to have clothing in an area where you're food prepping. I mean, granted, if your, your apron gets dirty, uh, it's no better way to wash it than to throw it in a washing machine adjacent to your cooktop. But I've never really designed a kitchen with that. So interesting requests today. We, we've certainly had other ones where, um, you know, people want to open up their ceiling and make a glass roof. Um, that's always a fun one. Um, done a few of those this last year in particular when and all the other years really never had that request and not just a skylight but actually putting in a, a glass rooftop so more like a conservatory um, in their living space and so um, natural light is a big deal there's more studies on what natural light does in your home and so folks are trying to harness natural light and they're doing it <laughs> by removing the roofs right now so yeah. I mean, there's a lot more. Right. Yeah. There. So basically turning your, you know, your dining room into a greenhouse. Yeah. You, you know, that, that's a really good point. I'm glad you actually said that because they're the trade-off in that case is you've got to figure out what to do with the heat loss and the heat gain that you get from, you know, basically being under a magnifying glass and that, that heat that you can get in your home creates a greenhouse effect. And uh, if you don't want, want the heat, um, then you have to find a ventilation method for counteracting what the heat is going to do from from coming into that area so there's more science that goes into it than just taking a roof off and throwing in a glass structure when you when you consider comfort 
Right. And remind me to never do that because I'm always running hot in general. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I want is to just make my home even even hotter. I need AC. I need windows yeah. open. Well, there you go. <laughs> we can make your house a chiller and basically put in a little ice skating rink. I haven't had that one. You could be the yeah, first, that... Mike. Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> to work on my on my, my skating yep. skills. That'd be great. <laughs> and especially the the is the, the the woman that you mentioned trying to move the laundry mm-hmm. to the kitchen is that like the busiest woman in columbus <laughs> well, well <laughs> trying to multitask. A, a lot of times this is how it starts they know that what they have isn't working and they they can't logically process the best way to go about a solution so they just kind of externally process what they think could be a solution because they might see square footage in that area but they haven't really connected all the dots and so when they work with you know, someone like J.S. Brown or myself, um, I'm not going to criticize their initial question, um, but I, I kind of get the root of it. You know, the, the laundry in the basement isn't working. She doesn't see a place where it could go outside the bedroom area, but that would be the most logical area if we could if we could reconfigure it. So, um, you know, that it's a it's a good question that someone would ask that seems kind of off the beaten path it sometimes just allows us to understand what she has isn't working. We can find a better solution than putting it in a kitchen and keeping it in a basement. Right. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a better way of doing things, but I mean, and, and in her case too, I guess like, you know, you don't get what you don't ask for. So you might as well make the request. Yeah. You know, Mike, I always tell homeowners this as well. Um, This is a process planning design planning in particular is a process of elimination. And it's to, to get to the perfect solution. You have to rule things in and rule them out. And I tell this to every single client I've ever met. I've had this exact conversation. This is a process of ruling things in and ruling them out. If we don't rule, at least put something up to be ruled in or out. We, we've, shortchanged ourselves the process of knowing what the best design could be. So just because we say laundry in a kitchen doesn't mean that that's a suggestion or what we're going to land on, but it's something that we find out would it work uh, or doesn't it? And we identify why it does or doesn't. And then we can move off of that very quickly and go somewhere else or we land on it and we know that we made a good decision. Right. Okay. And then, so that's part of, you know, that, that that's a that's a, a great reason why, you know, someone is going to come to, you know, J.S. Brown, you know, the, the the right, you know, remodeler for what they're looking to do. And um, that kind of takes me to my next question. You know, why, um, I guess, in, in the greater Columbus area, you know, what makes you guys different from maybe some other, you know, uh, remodeling companies that people could Yeah, go to? I think, you know, Columbus is a very sophisticated market. I'll start there and just saying that there are a lot of contractors. There are a lot of very good ones. Um you know, J.S. Brown's been around for 42 years. Um, we've maintained a focus on client service. We've tried to navigate through all the changes that we've encountered in that 42-year period um, that test the company. And uh, we've introduced systems. We've kind of modified the way the way we did things 40, 42 years ago is not the way we do things now, but the client is still the center focus. And in a world of COVID in particular, where product is being um, the resources rather to product are being limited or they're being um, uh, more difficult to get your hands on. Uh, You need people that really can communicate with homeowners on what's going on and just be transparent. And I think that's a big part of, of where we are is kind of what you see is what you get. And we're not trying to be something that we're not. 
Um, again, when I meet with homeowners, I tell them the reality of what we're dealing with construct with construction. I tell them that even after 42 years, there's still going to be something that goes wrong on your project. But the good news is we're going to take care of you. We're going to see it through and we'll make it right in the end. And uh, I think a lot of contractors maybe have a hard time finding their way uh, in that area in particular, because everyone wants to take care of customers. But what they don't understand is that every project, something goes wrong. It just doesn't go the way that it was planned. I mean, it just, it's the reality of construction. Um, and so sometimes uh, contractors react in a way where they run away from it. Other time contractors react, well, I got to charge for it. Uh, and there's a derailment in the, the connection to the client when uh, that happens and it isn't handled appropriately. So we're well trained in being able to service our customers' own mistakes and correct them and get through them so uh, we can have a repeat client in the end or a good referral at the end of the project. Right. You know, that, that, that's super important, you know, setting the right expectation. And, you know, like you said, you know, everybody wants to take care of their customers, but there's going to be something that pops up or something that's out, out of your control that happens along the way. But as long as you're, you're still getting to that, you know, end point that you had in mind, that's really what, yeah. you know, it comes down to. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so, so with that too, like out of, out of the jobs that you've, that you've going to help people complete, do you have a, a favorite story about a job you completed or, you know, a customer that, you know, maybe had like a difficult project that you guys were able to kind of finish on time or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, you know, kind of a common story uh, that we get is you've exceeded our expectations. And I know that sounds kind of hokey, but I want you to think about this for just a minute with construction in particular is a homeowner doesn't really get to enjoy the end result of a remodeling project until they've lived through the chaos of construction. And so even before they engage in that process, they're making a financial decision to change their home based on pictures and a verbal description and samples that are no larger than the size of your laptop. And so, you, you know, you got someone who's spending a hundred plus thousand dollars easily on their home and it's a leap of faith. And so the great thing that comes from that, which is a, it isn't just a one story. I wish I had one story where I could say this was the coolest thing that happened We've got some of those, but I think the greatest joy that we experience are homeowners that when they get to that finish line, they say, this just, it, it so incredibly exceeds my expectations. We should have done this five years ago. And we hear that over and over and over and over and over again. And it's a great compliment, really, because they go through uh, what I had just described in your previous question, problems. They go through things that have gone wrong. They're tested emotionally. Uh, in their own home where they go to work or heck with COVID, they stay at home and they get to actually see the sausage being made every day, which is a tough thing to do. And it's very, very trying. Uh, and then to get, get spit out the other side of construction and say, this exceeded my expectations. Boy, that's where, that's why we keep coming back to work. To be very honest with you. It's a, it's a great joy and pleasure to have people um, get not only what they thought out of it, but have it go beyond. Right. Yeah. I could totally see that, you know, especially, you know, with everything we've gone through so far with the pandemic, you know, people are spending so much time at home, you know, they're, they're home with the kids, they're trying to get work done. Um, you know, I can't imagine, you know, 
what type of, you know, a remodel that they're looking to complete, you know, and then, and you guys are helping them kind of get to that point where they want to be, you know, something that's kind of solving their problems with, you know, particular, you know, room in their house or something like that. Um, have you guys seen, seen a common request come in over the last few months? Maybe it's like a home office or gym. You know, we've seen like those. Um, I think one of the things that we've seen just in general uh, are, is, a, is even larger demand. You know, folks aren't traveling. They're not buying those um, secondary homes away from home like they were. So they're saying, well, shoot, if we're going to be stuck here for who knows how long, uh, let's improve the environment that we live in. So there are uh, changes in homes because they become our schools, they become our gyms, they become our churches, they become our restaurants more so than before. So people are investing in their kitchens in a different way for larger meal preparation or more regular meal preparation than they're accustomed to. So there's more thought uh, going back into how we're going to live in the home to check all the boxes of how we used to live that we could do externally. So, you know, with kids in school, you know, I've got three daughters and, and one is, I'm going to say away at school, but it's not really because she's just in a dorm room on our computer taking classes that she could do here. That's an ax I got to grind <laughs> another day. But, you know, I've also got two daughters <laughs> at home who are doing their schooling. So with my wife and I working more and more out of the home, that means four of us are under one roof having conversations or on Zoom calls or doing whatever. So we've got to find environments for each one of us to be able to stay focused and to have those conversations that are important and be able to advance uh, one education and two um, our, our goals at work. So um, yeah, I think there's, there's more that we're looking at comprehensively in a home for how we're living a little bit differently. There's even multi-generational things coming into play with that. Sure. Yeah. Now that you have more people in the home, you're trying to accommodate different styles and tastes and just different, different personalities in general. So it's become more of that utility Indeed. space for everybody. <clears throat> so being that more people, you know, you're starting to get more requests, more people are just looking at, you know, whole renovations or just remodeling certain rooms and things like that. There's a lot of people in the market, right? So um, how have you guys kind of kind of ramped up marketing or utilize the internet or, you know, how do you kind of get in touch? Yeah, with you know, we're, we're big educators. Um, I think one of the things that has happened over 42 years in business is we've learned. And so there's a lot that we can teach from what we've learned. And it's one of the reasons we, we do have a podcast as well. And we love this format of communicating to uh, folks is we've got above grade and above grade is a podcast we do weekly. Um, and we have guests on a lot like you're doing. And we talk about different areas of construction, whether it be product related or um, design related or just um, challenges that we're dealing with locally or even comparing our market to others. We, we just try to create some interest learning there. And we've got a good following of folks who watch that on YouTube because it's a YouTube show as, as well as a podcast. So we've kind of got two areas that we're stroking. Um, and then the, I can tell you probably our best resource is referral and repeat business. Um, just like any business, we've been around long enough now where the, the wheels have been in motion. That doesn't mean we're on cruise control, but the wheels have been in motion to where there's a lot of people who have had the JS Brown experience that have told friends about that. Or if they've said, well, we've got another project to do, we know who we're calling. 
uh, we know we're going to get taken care of. Uh, we have uh, that vehicle that probably does about 70 plus percent of our total volume comes from repeated referral. And then another one is, you know, for us, it's great because we put yard signs out. So uh, one, our contractors who are coming to the job site, inspectors, anybody else has an easy way of finding the home for deliveries, you name it. But also um, from a marketing standpoint, it lets neighbors know, hey, these folks uh, have J.S. Brown in their home and we're doing an exciting change in that house. Um, if you want that too, give us a call. So uh, there, there's a lot of things that we've done. We still do a little bit of print media, not like it used to be, uh, but you know, several things digitally and on uh, Facebook and Instagram and you name it. There's so many out there. I don't even know what they all are. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause I was going to compliment you guys uh, about Pinterest. That's probably when it comes to home services, that's probably my biggest pet peeve is, you know, especially remodeling companies, not, you know, really digging into Pinterest and posting all the work that yeah, you, do. And you guys do a great job of post posting all your, you know, different remodels on here. And I mean, for any other companies out there that might be listening to this episode, like Pinterest is a totally underutilized platform. Um, it's not nearly as um, saturated as Facebook and Instagram. Um, and this is where people go to plan purchases. I'm sure Bryce, you know, people come to you guys all the time showing you their phone and showing you Pinterest. Yeah, and we like, get I Pinterest and House. Right? We, we, quite frankly, right now, we probably get more from House uh, in idea books um, than we do Pinterest. But both have been, you know, th that's exactly what they're doing. They see something that, you know, it, it makes an emotional impact on them. And they go, ooh, man, I'd love to do that in my house. And they show us a picture and it's, it's inspiration is what that is. So, yeah, we get a lot of that. Yeah, of course. And the other thing, too, um, I'm not as familiar with house, but I know at least Pinterest, when you post a Pinterest pin, the the half life of a Pinterest pin is at least double that of a Facebook post. You might not be nearly reaching as many people with, you You know, when you post on Facebook or something, but at least when you post on Pinterest, people are saving the saving your pins to their boards and people that are visiting those boards are you know, saving them to theirs. And it's just a trickle down effect. So um, there's a lot of opportunity out there for, you know, other making, making sure that you're kind of not leaving any stones unturned, but, you know, being that we have so many different social media platforms and there's Google and YouTube and podcasts. Now there's yeah. and even TikTok too. I, I mean, I've spoken to people about TikTok all the time. That's where people are just, they get sucked in for hours. <laughs> so making sure that you're kind of, hitting the nail on each one of those heads there. And, you know, you never know where you yeah, can get very true. You know, new business very from. True. Yeah. So, uh, so now that we've kind of gone through that, is there anything else that um, I know we've gone through a lot so far, but is there anything else that you'd like to leave everybody with or anything else um, that is going on right now at JS Brown that you'd like to share? With yeah. Everybody? Um, yeah. I appreciate you asking that question. I think for, for everybody out there that's just thinking about remodeling that doesn't know where to start, um, have conversations, you know, we're, we're here to help. And that doesn't mean you have to hire us or that we're going to be the best fit for you. We know that we're not um, going to be the contractor that everybody ends up hiring, but we are a contractor that will answer your questions and try to help guide you in the process. So that whole um, educational tool that we have, uh, it, it, isn't, it isn't with false intentions. It's literally to educate people. And we spend a lot of time 
you know, telling people, hey, here's a way to go about doing that. Because many folks don't know how to get this process started or they're nervous to because they're afraid someone's going to try to sell them something that they're not really ready to even buy. But I will tell you, if you're if you're noodling on a remodeling project and you know you can't do it yourself, you're just not a DIYer and you need a contractor, the costs of construction are continuing to skyrocket. Don't delay. Don't put it off. Um, now is the time for you to start the conversations. Doesn't mean you have to buy, but start the conversations now so you can get your understanding, get your foundation built using construction terms. So you have something solid to stand on so you know where to go when you're ready to do it. Because with COVID, and it isn't even just COVID, it's the demand of the market was, was here well before COVID. Um, but we also had a few hurricanes that you're familiar with that wiped out a lot of structures and those building materials are being replaced down in those areas. So that is also taxing the resources. So the physical resources of construction material are extremely limited right now. And so supply and demand, Econ 101 tells you, uh, you know, supply and demand. You're going to pay more when the demand is more. And when the supply is low, you're going to pay more for supply. So um, the supply is low and the demand is high. So it's a worst case scenario but I also don't see construction costs dropping uh, when uh, material gets right size. It just means uh, the timeline perhaps of your project might take a little bit less time, but it will not cost any less. So that's the advice I would have, or just tell you that's what's going on in our industry that you should kind of be thinking about if you're, you're going to explore a project of your own. It will never be cheaper to do next year than it will this year. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So if, if you guys are, you know, Bryce said it perfectly, if, if anyone's thinking about, you know, remodeling or redoing anything at all, you know, it, it can't hurt to have a conversation and just see what it's like in, in maybe not necessarily Columbus, but even in your own market, you know, they could be, you could be going through the same things, you know, uh, in your hometown. So um, I appreciate that insight, Bryce. That's, that's, that's huge. So if, if anybody's looking, even thinking about it, start reaching out, you know, get some feelers out there and, and see, uh, you know, the, where that might take you. You might land on the right company and you might, you yeah, know, get a absolutely. great service. And a great well, I appreciate uh, you taking time with me today and um, uh, asking questions and let me share what I could. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, um, again, that that's our show for today. Thank you again, Bryce, for hopping on with me. Everyone be on the lookout for JS Brown and Company. I'm Mike Amatuli. This is the Prime Digital Podcast, and we will see you later. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show, hit that subscribe button. Or if you'd like to learn more about marketing your business better and getting more customers, schedule a free 30-minute consultation with us by visiting primedigitalseo.com.